Thomas, man, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on board, brother. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's, it's absolutely awesome. And, you know, uh, things are, are very, very interesting and exciting for you at the moment, man. You've uh, you finally ticked off some some big things off that list. That 700-pound one up this year, man. And, my God, did it look beautiful. Yeah, finally. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but you know what, man? Like... I find it so interesting, like for for you, a man that's come back and attacked this way over and over again, to finally get it now, like that must be like a fucking huge relief for you, dude. Like that must be a big pound of back. It is, man. I ain't gonna lie. Like I was just, I've been fighting it and trying to get it for so long, and I've been so close. I've been, you know, right at lockout, and it's like, man, it just everything aligned the day of, and. I was finally able to make it look like it was a warm up, so I'm like, cool, like this, this is good, man, and I, I just feel very confident going into the next thing. So, yeah. I'm, I'm just glad I finally got it. It's, it's taking so long. People don't understand, like, to get to that type of weight. I mean, you got to really train a lot, and it's not like a one year, two year. It's this is a process. So. And it's every little thing, man. Every little thing counts with it. So, but I finally got it, man. So, thank God I got it. <laughs> it's sick. It's so so sick. I, I'm interested to, to kind of hear because, of course, it's really interesting you bring up that point, you know. And I don't think people really understand or respect or realize quite the dedication that even just something like this takes. It's it's incomprehensible yeah. until you walk in those shoes. You know what I mean? But I'm interested to, to to find out. Was there like a point for you where there was like that, like? aha moment where you're like okay like i got something here everyone's like damn td what the fuck and you're like oh this this feels pretty good like was there that light bulb moment for you where you realized that there was some way that you could take this further than you'd ever thought um to be honest with you it, it's just really following that process and like i i think like looking like what i love to do i like to look at like old footage and like see how far i've come so like i'll look at videos from like two years ago like i was only able to do like maybe a single or maybe a double with a certain weight but like now i can do like triples or you know fours or maybe even fives depending on the weight it was and it's just like you know people don't like i don't think a lot of people like to go back to look at that because they're like oh it's a failure but that just kind of motivates me and to see how far i've come so but it also makes me know that if i can go through this then the next step I'm gonna have to really work on from what I got now to be able to make that old step the same way. So now what I'm doing now, I have to make sure that's becoming like a double or a triple. Like, you know, look at Julius. I mean, he just hit 700, what, like about two years ago. And now he's able to hit it for four, almost five. So, you know, it's, it's that same mindset where it's like, it doesn't matter the weight. We just know that whatever the weight is, we have to make sure that it gets easier for us every time. I love that. I love that, man. It, and it's so interesting, like the way that you talk about it and you approach it, because it's like you come, you come at it from like a place of like without fear, like you approach it with the like respect that you understand that it needs. But you know, you're you're not there, you know, attacking the crap out of it, you, you understand what that load can do to you if you get too hyped up yeah. if you start getting out of position if that bar comes down on the wrong pathing man you, you've seen what, what happens and it's not pretty so it makes a big difference it does it does and people don't understand that yeah. so like for, for you would you say that you feel like you learned more 
like from like the technician standpoint through like the just constant repetition or the fact like you've been amongst so many incredible lifters that you've just bounced ideas and you've kind of progressed that way i say both um like i think a lot of people understand like even me as a when i was like not doing what i was doing now like granted i was still lifting pretty heavy like a few years ago, but I would still reach out to people. Like one of the first people like I reached out to was um, Brandon Allen, who's like one of my favorite all time, you know, power lifters ever. Brandon Allen's a great dude. I got a good relationship with him. Even though I'm not equipped, I, I built a relationship with Ryan Canelli, who had the um, equipped bench record, you know, cause I, I had a problem with lockout and they're great at lockout. But it was me like, hey, reaching out to these guys, proving that I'm like gonna be something and like learning from these guys, watching what they do. I mean, I just, I was on the phone with Ed Cohen last night, you know, like we're working on something and like, I, I just keeping those people around, but also that repetition too, with not just what you do, but what you're watching to see where your, where your flaws are at is gonna just take you so far, but you have to reach out to people, man. Like when people ask me stuff, I love to answer questions. Like ask me anything, I love that, like, cause people help me, so I'm gonna help you, like, regardless of the fact, like, I want people to be successful. When I die, I want people to be able to rep 700 when, you know, they're 20 years old, you know, I want that to happen, like, and it could happen, so. Yeah, and I love that kind of, like, it's really interesting, like, that whole, whole kind of, like, you're paying it forward thing, like, you, as an elite level athlete, have understood the value of being around like-minded individuals to give you those little tips and pointers, and I love the fact like that it's so easy for you to then sit back and be like, you know what, I'm gonna hold on to this information, like I'm not gonna let it get out there. Like I, I wanna be the best that I can be, but fuck everyone else. Like you're coming at it from the standpoint of like, hey, every, I want everyone to get better, me included, like let's level everyone up and then I have to step up my game. Do you know what I mean? Like I love yeah. that. Coming from it, that's like that's the passion and like that's what i get from you. that's how you're like, gonna be yeah because i don't yeah. think you can well i mean you can speak about this but i don't think there's any way that you could keep on reattempting that 700 without just like all that heart and passion for it man it's so much deeper you than gotta have passion i was obsessed with it like literally the the days leading up even just the weeks leading up i'm just like 700 in the bag and i'm just telling myself this and i'm just obsessing about it like besides like my son who was almost born at the time like he wasn't there yet but like he was on my mind and 700 was on my mind that's really one of the things i really was caring about the time so it's like 700 son 700 son 700 seven, you know I, that's all i was thinking about and you kind of i wouldn't say it well i obsess about it but i mean you really have to manifest it in your brain that it's going to happen because like if, if you think about it if you don't and your mind's not comfortable with it when it comes time to do it your mind's gonna be like, uh, what's going on here? So if you manifest it and you continue to manifest it in your brain, it's gonna come easier. I learned that from um, James Strickland. He talks about that a lot. Yeah. And um, me and Julius, we talk about that a lot too. It's like, hey, you know, 700, for him, 800, you know? Like, <laughs> you have to continuously tell yourself it's gonna happen and it will happen. And I, I love that as well, you know, the the fact that you're kind of bringing up the fact that you and Julius are like spitballing ideas. They're like, that's, that's what I love about strength sports in general, man. Like, even the biggest, strongest motherfuckers on the planet at the top of their game that are competing in like the same levels, all they want to do is help each other to get better. There's no like spitefulness. There's no like, a, okay, fuck that guy for hitting that before me. Da, da, da. It's like, okay, he hit it. Cool. Kudos. 
Now it's time to work on yeah. me because I got to get to where you are and beat your ass. Yep, that's exactly how it is. I was, I was, we were talking about that last night, me and Julius. I talked to Ed, then I talked to Julius last night. And like, we just, that's what we do, man. We encourage each other because, you know, if we can't encourage each other, then who's going to, you know, light that fire? You know, you got to have that fire going, especially amongst your peers. I consider him like one of my good friends. Like, we talk all the time, but if he's slacking, I got to get on him. If I'm slacking, he's got to get on me. So we keep each other up. So we continue to raise the bar. You know, why not, you know? Uh, yeah exactly and uh, that, i love that like why not that's exactly it and i think it's it's really interesting when you have gentlemen like yourselves at the forefront of the sport because i think man in terms of like from a role model standpoint for for any young athletes that are coming through the ranks that are seeing that and again it's that whole uh, approach of like just the biggest strongest dudes on the planet but they just have the biggest heart to go along with it do you know what i mean like you're all savages. You could all kill motherfuckers in an instant. Like, that's a given. <laughs> but you, yeah. like, you don't need to take it there. Like, you, you're, you're coming at it from a completely different standpoint. Like, you don't have anything to prove. And I think that's fucking beautiful, man. It's the beauty of the sport, man. It's, it's, a, it's a very intense sport, but it's also, it can be a very loving sport, too. Do you, do you think the like uh, kind of taking those L's and getting slapped in the face a few times from from those losses has kind of taught you to be more humble about it? Like, do you think that's why you can come from that place now? Because like you oh, yeah. you've you've been through that struggle. Do you know what I mean? Big time. I, I think because a lot of people, you, you're going to be one of the two. You really gonna let those losses motivate you, or are you gonna let them keep you down? And you can't let it keep you down, especially if you have goals in mind, because if you just sit there in a slump, you're not going to learn anything because you're just going to feel sorry for yourself. So it's like, all right, cool. I, I did something wrong here. That's fine. I learned something. You have to take a positive from it, regardless of the fact how bad it is. So regardless of the fact whether you misgrooved it or you just weren't strong enough, you're going to find something to you know pick up on. And then go from there and learn from it, and then you're going to get better. But like I said, a lot of people stay stagnant, too. You can't stay stagnant. Yeah, but then I also think that that doubles back perfectly to what you were saying at the beginning about reviewing footage. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I tell my clients, I want to see every single top set. I want to see every single warm-up set. I record pretty much everything I do in the gym because if I'm going, wow, that moved beautifully, I want to look back and go, okay, okay i was a half an inch in here yeah. my grip was out like a couple mil there my scaps are back in this position and then every single time mm -hmm. i reapproach it you're like okay let's tick those boxes oh it felt great again go figure yeah yep <laughs> that's how it is it's, it's the little details man that's what uh, i was on the phone with ed last night and we we're just talking about just little details can make the biggest difference and like even like what you were talking about with warm-ups some people don't take their warm-ups seriously i warm up differently sometimes depending on because of a certain way but i do it because that works that's what works for me but i'll always make sure it's consistent every time yeah and i think that's the thing isn't it you know just that consistency over time is it's the biggest factor i think and i think it's very very easy when you start to get towards the top of your game when you start to get busier when you start to have other influences to kind of skip out on those little things or maybe neglect them a little bit maybe you're traveling a bit on the road you're not necessarily doing your activation quite as much your mobilization but 
for guys at the top of the game like you, man, you know, the difference between you hitting the 700 and not hitting the 700 is like a 1% margin. Do you know what I mean? Like, the margin for error is so small at your level, bro. It's crazy. Very small. <laughs> Very small. Like, literally, that lift had to have been perfect for me to do that, especially the way it did and how fast it went up. Like, I had to make sure it was perfect the whole way through from, from, approaching the bench you know my mindset approaching the bench like people think oh this is when you first get on the bench no when you approach the bench you have to already have that mindset going and ready to go so it starts early but i mean like you said that's like it's that's a consistency of it so yeah and i i again it's it keeps on doubling back because you know you're talking about approaching the bench like before you even get there, before you've even done your warm up, you know, you're going through those manifestations and you're convincing your body that it's going up, it's going up, it's going up. So as soon as your ass hits that bench, you're like, right, I already know it's going up. Like, time to just put on a show and make sure it looks good for people. Do you know what I mean? So, like, do you find, well, do you think that from a mental standpoint, you are now approaching your lift differently from the 700 plus? Like, are you having to come at it from a different place? Are you having to focus more on certain aspects in order to then keep on progressing past that plateau point that you kind of struggled and tussled with for a little while? I think right now, um, I don't I don't really necessarily change anything. It's just uh, the consistency of keeping that grit towards it. And making it, my whole my whole goal is for every lift. I want every lift to look fast, and I took that from Kirill because every time I've watched him lift, it looked easy, and that's how I want my. I don't want it to be like a struggle or a grinder. I want it to be like he for sure got it, and it really wasn't that big of a problem. He could probably could have went higher, and that's how I want my lifts to be. I don't want to have to grind everything, so. When I do it, I'm like, all right, speed, power, explosion. Bam, go, boom. You know, that's that's how I need to be every time. Yeah, and but dude, you could see that in the 700 as well. Like, I, I watched the clip back like five, six times, like an hour ago or whatever, just before I knew we were looking at this. <laughs> and I was like, damn, just the speed you move it at. It's like, anyone watching it must be like, this motherfucker could have got at least another 20 plate aside on there. Like, yeah, that moves so goddamn quick. But, like, it's that whole thing of... Quick. Yeah, but... <laughs> again, like, you're making it look quick and you're making it look fast and you're making it look easy. But by no stretch of the imagination is it. It just aesthetically, it looks so beautiful because all of those points add up. And, like, I don't think people realize, you know... Again, talking about that margin forever, you've got like a stack of like 10, 15 different kind of chain of command. And it's like, if any one of these is swaying just a little bit, that doesn't look beautiful. It looks like a struggle, but you can still get it up. And I think that's the thing. Yeah. Isn't it? When, when, when the stars align and you hit that lift, it just looks effortless and it looks beautiful, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Like, so <laughs> I, I'm interested to, to, to kind of go through, obviously, like, now we're in a position where, obviously, post-COVID, competitions and stuff, uh, you know, they're kind of up in the air a little bit. But we're seeing more and more, like, um, World Ultimate Strongman was over in Dubai and whatever, obviously pumping a ton of money with Rogue and, and the guys over on ESPN that are doing these incredible live events. 
and I feel like it's it's mm-hmm. kind of moving closer towards that in terms of like ease of access, distribution, in terms of making revenue for you guys as well. I think it's a fucking brilliant path to go down. But I'm interested as a competitor, yeah. being in that environment where you're just like, okay, there's like a camera, you got a couple of your guys around you, you got spotters. How does that compare to like being in a room in a meet with all those people around you or dude being in, in, in the middle of iron addicts with ct with julian with all those people like it must feel different no or do you take your brain off into a completely different place and it doesn't actually matter where you could be lifting because it's just the weight in you my whole thing is man the the, the bigger the meat the 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 more i really want to just go ahead and do it so it's i mean i'm nervous you know i i can't say i'm never nervous but I get nervous, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm hype. So I just, I take it seriously every time, whether I'm doing a local me for charity or something like that, or if it's on ESPN, I have to take it seriously. So, you know, I want to bring the best out every time, especially when I'm doing a max effort, because, you know, think about it. If I wasn't taking it seriously, I'm probably going to get hurt and I'm probably going to look stupid. So I have to make sure everything's serious the whole time. Granted, yeah, I do have fun. I'll joke around a little bit, but my preparation, we're going to have fun. So that's kind of how I, I, I take it. Some people don't think that way, but that's just me. Yeah, man. And I think, again, that's that, that's that really interesting aspect of like how everyone lifts from like a different place. Like how you got that guy that's in the corner, headphones on, like, no one look at me, like, I'm going to kill someone in the next five minutes. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, you, you got people, like, doing cartwheels and fucking jamming about and two-stepping and having Weird fun warming stuff. up. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, like, it's so interesting. There's so many different dynamics. So, like, for you... Some people drinking whiskey and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, I've, I've seen that, too. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> like, oh, we go, we're going there, are we? Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. Really, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, like, again, has that kind of ad- adapted through the time? Because of course, like, you've hit a lot of meets, you, you you've hit a lot of records. Do you find that, like, obviously, when you first started, that that kind of obviously the nerves were a lot higher, and you didn't necessarily like the way I think about it is obviously you have those nerves and I don't necessarily know if they ever really go away, but it's that whole thing of like, when it's game time, it's game time. Like I used to have it with rugby and, you know, would, would be in the changing rooms, having our pep talk and man, like sweating all over my heart's going at a thousand miles an hour. We do our chant, whatever we get ready. We get hype. As soon as that, the changing room doors open and I step onto that pitch and I cross that white line, it's just like, it doesn't matter how nervous I could be. I could be thrown up and it's just like a, autopilot and it's almost like i'm not in control anymore my body's just going through the motions and it knows what to do like do you feel like you kind of got to that stage now where it's like oh i can joke about because when i know it's game time my body's like yeah let's fucking go um or do you have to get into it let me me just be completely honest with you (laughs) i'm stupid nervous until I, i once i hit my opener i'm fine but before the opener i'm like shaking and i'm like like i'm mad i'm excited but i'm super nervous once i smoke my opener then everything goes away and it's like fun time party time but we're gonna kick ass time that's like exactly how i feel but the opener is like my always been my thing where i'm like 
oh god like i have to i have to hit this now and i i don't know i don't know why i even do this sport and <laughs> do i need to even be here like i question everything like <laughs> it's crazy but i mean this is how it is so i'm like all right well whatever <laughs> i could just uh, just imagine you on under like 600 pounds just being like oh man why am i here what am i doing this for Oh yeah, no, it's fine. Let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah, number two. Yeah, that's how I am. I, I, so I've always been nervous. Like I don't, you know, nobody wants to bomb out, you know. So it's like you gotta make sure you hit your opener. And some people don't hit openers. I've I've had that where I've, I mean, not from strength, but maybe like a call or something like that. Like that's happened before. So I I like okay, I, I should make sure I hit my opener. Let's let's get it done. So <laughs> and you can just kind of get into your groove from there. Yep. I love that. I love that. That's so interesting. So it, it, in terms of like your your progression with that, have you found that like you've come to a point where you're like, I'm going to test myself with my opener or am I going to hit an opener that I know is going to give me the confidence that I know is going to give me the leap that I know I'm going to be able to smoke pretty confidently and then my second lift I can start to take it up or are you always okay, we're doing fixed percentile opener through to third lift. How do you approach that? Um, Usually with my openers, I'll take it at like a anywhere above 90%, you know, and that's just being ideal because, I mean, you, I think you've, you've trained all the way up to, you know, 90, 93. Some people go, you know, maybe 97 I don't know who really would go max out before, you know, meet by seeing people go pretty close. So, you know, you you know what you can hit, and especially because, yeah, I think you take, old, you know, that week of, your body is rested. So with that rest, that fatigue is going away, and you're eating, and you're sleeping a little bit more. So my, my openers are pretty much something that I know I can hit with a double. So not, nothing stupid crazy where it's like, I'm going to just open up with something I just, you know, did for a max. Like the last meet, you know, some people do that and it's stupid. But <laughs> I, go, I go straight to like something I can probably double for. The ideal is, you know, double or triple. But now that I'm going heavier, I can't make those like jumps like that anymore. So I've got to probably do something that I can double for sure. So. Yeah, I think, again, it's that whole thing of the, when you just get to those bigger weights, it's that whole kind of like percentile scaling really comes into play because it's like, okay, well, yeah, it might be like, I don't know, 715 or 725 or whatever, but it's like, okay, now everything has to be slightly tighter together because I can't risk the jump fucking up me too much that then things are having to overwork and are overstimulated and I'm just out of rhythm. So I, I think it's, it's, it's really interesting for you, like now coming into a point where it's like, oh man, like the doors are open. This is a whole new world. This is a whole new spectrum that we can really get involved in. So in terms, in terms yeah. of like what you're going for now, obviously it's always, always more. Like we always want more. Yeah. <laughs> like we're never satisfied. Always want more. But for you, have you got like goal timeframes set, written out? Do you work in that way? Like what are you, what are you going for? Right now, man, with COVID, it's kind of screwing with me a little bit because, you know, I didn't, wasn't sure what meet I would be doing next. But um, I've, my coach is Josh Bryant, who's the same coach for uh, Julius and guys like Julius and James Strickland and Jeremy Hornster, too. And we, we've been talking. And I think 
the next goal here is to uh, go for a full meet in sleeves and do 700 in a full meet. So that's going to be like my next Ooh. big goal. Yeah. So yeah. I want to squat over, I want to squat over 800 in sleeves. Obviously, bench seven in that meet as well. And then um, I've pulled 850 to like the last two inches like of my thigh. I just couldn't lock it out. I was super tired. So I'm happy that I was able to do it then, you know, just to play around. So I know now that 900 would probably not be too far of a reach. So um, especially now that I know my body, you know, I think I can get it. I mean, my first my first full meet, which was last year at um, Dan Green's gym, well, I, I think I totaled 20, 22, 38. And I mean, I squatted eight in, in uh, wraps. Yeah. I benched like only 625. And then um, I pulled eight out of nowhere. So, and I, I, I pulled Bellas too. So I'm, I'm just. Fuck. Yeah, man. I work for four, you know? <laughs> so, You're a I don't savage. Know you know, the strong. Damn, <laughs> dude, that is insane. Absolutely insane. Like so, so that, that's a really, really interesting dynamic because obviously, like you've been working heavy, hard on that bench for a long time now, changing things up and putting new things in the cycle, swapping out exercises, bringing new things in, and taking that demand across the whole body. Now, how are you finding mm-hmm. that transition, dude? Because that that's that's a step up, hey. I mean, it's hard, but I mean, right now, like I know I can do it, and. Because I was starting to decline a little bit, and I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen, but, like, I, I found out that I had low testosterone, mm-hmm. and that's what was, you know, screwing me a little bit. And I was like, man, like, my, my, my doctor's like, you're like an old man compared to, like, you know, old people. Yeah, old people like and stuff 70 like that. year old was like, wasn't it? It was like a 170 or something like that. Like, in the, the, the normal range is between 300 and, like, 1,000. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm low, low. And... You know, it was just my old job. I worked at a jail for five and a half years, and then it was hard to keep weight off because, you know, I'm there working there, and that's an unhealthy place to be at. So, um, you know, I got the I'm, – I'm taking TRT now, and I'm working on getting my weight down. I'm working with Stan Efron a little bit with the vertical diet. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm working on that. And, I mean, now I feel really good. So I think even with that – I think I, I think I got a shot at doing something stupid and fooled me. So, so. <laughs> but do, do you know what I love? Like, I, I love the fact that you like, and I want to talk about that because I think that's that's a huge <laughs> huge point to bring up. The fact that you stayed in that natty game for so fucking long, dude, and you would have died there as well if it wasn't a case of that your body was giving up on you. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I absolutely love that because. There are so many influences along the way. It's like, hey, man, pop this, go and get real strong, make sure we hit that PB, get that cash money, baby, and then we can go home. And it's like, yeah, but it's all the connotations that come with it. And I love the fact that, you know, you and your other half talk about it on social and stuff about understanding that you don't necessarily need that and you can get a lot out of your body. But then also the fact that you guys are now kind of openly talking about the fact that, hey, you know, we had this issue, we found out what it was, and now we are going on our way to overcome it. Obviously, things have changed for you now, and you're in, obviously, that different camp. But, I mean, again, scale-wise, it's 
completely minimal compared to you know what you'll find in the big 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 leagues but oh Okay. <laughs> you back in? I think so. I'm not a hundred percent. I think we've got it. Okay. We can cut things up okay. afterwards. <laughs> I missed like half of what you said. I'm like, oh crap! So I got on my phone. I'm like, oh crap! Talking. I don't want to think I'm being rude or nothing like that. No, no, it's absolutely fine. I broke up mind as well. So like. Obviously, the, the the fact now that you've come across and you're now kind of working through through the TRT, it's really interesting because, of course, you spent so long from from the natural side of things and competing at that high level and, and taking that stress and strain on your body and really beating yourself down. And I think it's it's really interesting that you can come from that point of, hey, I did literally the most I could possibly do with my body before this and look at all this yeah. incredible shit that I achieve without it. Like, and I think that's a really, really beautiful standpoint. Cause again, those kids that are looking up to you, it's so easy to hop on that bandwagon, pop a few mil of this, get fucking strong, break a couple records, get that cash oh and leave. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. Like, like these kids now, like they know about like, you know, testosterone and they know about trend and it's just like, you're still in high school, bud. Like, you shouldn't be, like, worried about that right now. Your, your level should be out of the roof, you know? And you know, But I, I'm, I've always said that I wanted to hit 700 naturally, and I, I was so close, and it didn't happen. But at the same time, um, regardless of the fact, I did do it, and I was the second uh, youngest to do it. So that makes it cool, even with the, you know, because the first – the, the youngest to do it was Kirill, obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I can't beat him. <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> but um, he, um, yeah, I mean, like, I had a, I had a good all-natural career. And the fact that, you know, I was honest about, like, why I was doing it. And, you know, I told my wife, I said, even if it wasn't for that, if I decided to do that, I'd still be honest. Because, I mean, you see a lot of guys out here that do that. And it's like, whatever, cool. Like, a lot of people take that stuff. Like, you'd be surprised. A lot of law enforcement officers do it. And it's just like, there's a lot of people that do take it, like, whether it's legal or not. And I, I'm cool with that. But don't lie about it either. And, like, don't compete in all, at all natural federation when you're taking that. Like, that's that's kind of stupid and it's kind of yeah. selfish. You know, you, you, you know, you've heard the stories, man. And I think, I think that being honest and being real, regardless of the fact of, how people are going to, you know, take it makes more respect on you because you are real and you are authentic about it. So that's like, I could care less of people like, oh, well, you're a cheater now. Well, no, not necessarily, but yeah, I do take what I take. But hey, it's, it's saving my life right now. So I could care less what you, you know, if you get mad about it. Yeah, and I think I'm it's... Real about it. Yeah, you're, you are real about it and you're coming from a point of like, hey, you can turn around to literally anyone in the world and be like, Motherfucker, did you did you bench what I bench? Nay, have you come <laughs> anywhere close to what I bench? Natural, 
No. A lot of never. <laughs> Why are you even talking about it? Like, it's just keyboard warriors, man. It's keyboard warriors yeah. with like a 150 pound bench that are chatting shit, and you're like, dude why like i know the internet's there but come on like there's literally yeah. no need so uh, it's good because again you can come from that standpoint of like what are you saying <laughs> i've done it yeah and that's that's the thing about it and you know a lot of a lot of people don't understand that um regardless of the fact i still some people still consider me being natural because i'm just taking what's getting me to normal level you know and it's like if I like, I'm not deciding this because I probably kill myself. I'm four hundred pounds, but to if I decided to go above that, what I would really be able to do, you know, like it would be stupid. But I'm just normal now, so you know, I don't want people to think I'm like some bionic, you know. <laughs> Bro, you were bionic like before that. the TRT. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 I could be taking a lot worse. There's a lot less, less, uh, stuff that's available right now. And I just, I don't know. I just, I never really wanted to get into it, man. We had a guy that was from the area. His name was Nick Winters. I don't know if you heard of that name, but he was like a West Side guy product. And he was from Indiana too. And dude was strong. He lifted in the Alamo Caves like years ago. He deadlifted like 800, like coal, you know, just like he would do stupid stuff like that. And, you know, but he ended up passing away, you know, like, I, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be able to stay alive. I, I got a kid now, so I definitely have to. And my wife would kill me if I did that anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's 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 interesting now because, of course, the, the game has changed for you. You know, the the fact that you have that family now, you know, that, that you've got that bond that you've always wanted is like, it's really interesting because it's it's come almost like at that perfect time. It's like, right, this was the time for TD to level up. We ticked we ticked the things off the list. We've got our yeah. why. We've got our motivation. We've got this clean path ahead of us. And it's like, oh, shit, dude. Like, now it's really interesting because now you have all yeah. of that stuff to, to motivate you and get you going. I think we're going to see some pretty, mm -hmm. pretty crazy things, man. You're going to see. I'm telling you, it's, it's, uh, it's coming. I'm I'm working my butt off, man. So I got a good team behind me, and I can't let anybody down, especially my little boy. So I got I to gotta do what I can. I absolutely love that. I, I think it's, it's really interesting as well because, you know, c coming into this sport, again, a lot of people don't realize the, the time restraints and stuff and the amount of hours that, you know, are spent grafting in the gym working on that craft is – dude it's 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 a part-time job as a minimum do you know what i mean so i think finding, finding that balance between lifting having a family a relationship with a spouse a wife your kids whatever it might be and having a job as well man those are like three big plates to spin that are really hard to keep all yeah. in the air at once like how have you found that over the years, dude? Because that's just that's that's like a whole another game that people have no idea about. Yeah, it's it's something, and that's like one of the biggest reasons why I left the jail because I was working twelve-hour days, you know. And granted, I was only working seven days out of fourteen. But when you're there for twelve hours a day, you know, I'm I wake up at five thirty in the morning. If I have to do cardio that morning, I have to wake up at four thirty in the morning and. Um, work from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and then go straight to the gym and go train 
So I'm, you know, and it takes me like an hour, not an hour, but like 45 minutes from my job to the gym and then train, find time to eat within, you know, those few hours or whatever, then go home and do it all over again. Like it was really wearing on my mental a lot, you know, um, not just my physical, my mental. And, you know, I was experiencing a lot of anxiety and depression and I didn't really realize what I was going through and I just, man, I was just starting to break down a little bit. And I'm like, I don't like this feeling, you know? So I finally got a blessing and got the job I'm at now. So I work for schools and like, it's way less stressed. And, you know, Monday through Friday, as soon as I get off work, I can go train. I can still make it home and see my my wife and, you know, my son. And, you know, I still got time to play Call of Duty when I want to. So, you know, it's it's cool. You know, it's, it's stress, man. But it's, I'm telling you, man, like people don't understand. And you know, like you, like you say, you have to do your job, and then you have to go home and meal prep. And my wife helps me with that a lot. But still, it's like I got to prepare a lot of my meals, and I'm I'm coaching people online, so I'm watching people film, and I'm looking at and you're this. And you have to eat yourself, yeah. man. Like, dude, how many fucking calories are you on a day? Right now, I'm. The most is probably like four thousand, because I'm still like trying to lose. Yeah, I'm, dude, like, I'm on like four, four thousand, four thousand two hundred, and it matters like that in and of itself. This is another thing, ladies and gents. You do not understand the amount of time you have to take out of your day, not only to just cook but to eat the goddamn stuff. It's a lot of time out of your day. Whether yes. you're jamming between clients and trying to fit it in. Dude. Let me show you something. My wife got me this for my birthday. Yeah, bro, I got the same one. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I got it for my. She got it for me for my birthday, man. I carry it all around, man, and I, I I love it. But I mean, I have that every day. This is part of like my necessities. Like I have my wallet, my phone, you know, my keys, my gun, and then this. You know, like I have everything with that. And, that takes a lot of my time, you know, a lot of time, a lot of money too. And has, has a lot of that kind of like preparation standpoint. Again, like I've had Stan on the show several times and he fucking, he's awesome, man. And I don't know, you've been working a lot with him, but he hammers home big on that, you know, having that stuff prepared, having it there at a second's notice. So then when you hit that craving or you hit that low or whatever, you're like, okay, I'm not reaching for this. I'm not going to Seven Eleven. I'm not trying to pick up an IHOP. It's like, a, okay. Let's get yeah. in the bag, let's get that monster mash down, let's wash it back, and let's crack on with whatever we're doing. Yeah, and um, that's that's what he preaches, man. And I've I started to go through, like, this, like, pre-diabetic thing. I don't know, like, I was having these, like, little rashes on my skin, and it was, like, pre-diabetic like, condition that I had. And I was like, hey, Stan, like, I need your help. Like, what's, what's up? And he's been working on me, and, like, the rashes went away. Like, my blood pressure's been low, and like like a good low and like i just i feel better you know i'm moving better i mean i'm doing stuff that big boy from strength cartel could do now like i can't do pull-ups yet i can't do <laughs> muscle up now like that but i can do some i can do some cool like push-ups and you know just i walk my dog and I, I don't feel like super tired so i can do a lot more now and i'm also keeping my strength too so you know it's it's a blessing like what People don't understand, like, you can work out super hard in the gym. That's great. But your transformation in what your appearance is and how you perform comes from the kitchen. And that's just 
point blank period. Whatever you fuel yourself with is how you're going to perform. So you can't put unleaded fuel into a jet, you know. That's exactly That's where it comes from. That's exactly it. And I love that. And obviously, like you're saying, like, you feel more energized now, you feel better. And I think, again, it's, it's that kind of, it's, well, I call it the compound effect, you know, you had that change of job, so stress re- re- levels have reduced. The amount of cortisol you're producing is obviously going to be dropped massively. You're probably not worrying about half the amount of stuff, so your quality of sleep's going up. And I'm right in saying you're yeah. you use a sleep app now, hey? Yeah, I just I just got it like a month ago, man. How are you finding it? All right, so I'm gonna be honest with you. It's hard to adapt to it just for me because I used to sleep because. All right, I first was a back sleeper, so I would sleep on my back all the time. But when me and my wife got together, you know, I had to switch up because I snore super loud and she can't sleep. So uh, she would make me sleep on my stomach. I finally got used to sleeping on my stomach. And now I'm on the CPAP, so I'm not going to go back. Yeah. So it's like it's a full mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Do you, do you, uh, I've kind of like cheated my way to like I can like sleep on my stomach and just put my head this way and like <laughs> the tube's not getting all tangled around my neck. So I've kind of cheated a little bit and I was able to get like six hours with it last night. So that wasn't too bad, but I mean, gosh, still, man, it's it's something. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's it's one of those things that again I think there are a lot of people out there that could probably do with the benefit of, of trying out one of these machines. But again, it's that whole kind of <laughs> double-edged sword of the fact that, yeah, man, you, you are pretty much going to bed dressed up like fucking Darth Vader. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's hard to get to bed. Uh... Yeah, it's hard, <laughs> but I mean, it's worth it. And like, even like the minimal sleep I have gotten with it, I feel a difference. So like once I get used to it, and for a long time, like I'm gonna really see the results come in. So, yeah, man, I, I, I was, it, it's it, just crazy. I don't know. <laughs> it's it it sounds like in terms of you know you had this trajectory, you had this path, things were going awesome, and then obviously as the body starts to kind of get broken down more and more, it's like the the more it continues the more you try and carry on that way like the faster the wheels fall off and it's like now you've got the wheels back on and you're kind of hammering out the dents in the chassis and you're, you're making sure that everything's running well and it's like okay we're now about to go into that stage where we're about to put that big fucking engine in there we're about to strip back the body work we're about to get that car going from 0 to 60 like and it's like I think that's what's really exciting about this for me, man. As 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 like someone that enjoys the sport and enjoys watching you, is it's like, dude, like you've been fighting with one hand behind your back this whole fucking time. Like now you've actually got two cool. hands, yeah, dude. Like this is it for you. Do you know what I mean? Like, and do you feel that you kind of you have that kind of freedom now? Like you've kind of had that weight lifted off because you're like, right, I can finally see what I can do now. Yeah. It's it's uh it's gonna be crazy, man. Just give me a little bit more time, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna blow up. So just just watch. Yeah, man, a hundred percent. Now it's uh I, I really really like to wrap up the the podcast in the same way for everyone because I think it's interesting because everyone kind of comes at it from a slightly different standpoint. So for a second, I want you to take 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 a moment and imagine that you are stepping into a time machine, and when you step into this time machine. You're teleported okay. back to uh, a time with your younger self. 
10, 11, 12 years of age, you know, you've got your whole life ahead of you, things that are going to shape your, your life forever are about to happen. You get to spend a few moments with your younger self and you get to pass on a bit of wisdom, you know, a mantra to live by, some advice to your younger self to to help them navigate through the trials and tribulations of everything that you know that your younger self has ahead of them and all of the issues that they're going to have to get through. What do you say to yeah. your younger self to help you get through all of that stuff to the point of where you are today? Um, what I would tell my younger self is to not hold things in and talk about them. You know, because I, I, that's one, you know, as a man, and it's crazy, like, us men don't talk about mental health a lot, like we should, and we are the ones that really suffer from it. I mean, a lot of suicides are us, and I've been in that point, man, where I was like, you know what, probably not going to be here tomorrow, I don't know, and uh, I think talking to someone and letting that stuff go and going to seek somebody and talking to would, would have helped me a lot. And also, listening in health class because, man, I'm huge. Don't get me wrong, like, I'm getting better. But, like, I think if I would have uh, ate right a long time ago, I would be at a whole different level than I am now. I mean, like, granted, yeah, I would probably would have ate whatever, like, I did, but, like, not as much. And I think being more health conscious now, the things that I do know, uh, I think I would have been better off. So, but, but the, the, the first one, the main was the most important. And that's just really letting things, you know, on the table and not holding it in, man. Cause that's killing us, man. It's killing us brothers out here, and, you know, from regular day people to, you know, our army veterans and, you know, first responders. I mean, people see a lot of things. I mean, I've seen, I've seen dead bodies when I was, when I was a kid, man, like neighborhood wasn't the best. You know, I've, seen it i've seen them i've seen it all man and i don't talk about it so i think that's my biggest thing a hundred percent man i could not think of a more beautiful way to end the podcast i agree with you on every single point there i think we desperately desperately need to talk more i think we need to break down these barriers of the kind of like toxic masculinity of you know you know we, we don't talk about our feelings like we're men we put on a brave face it's like fuck no man we all feel what we feel and that's fine and you shouldn't be allowed to talk about it because we're all human at the end of the day whatever you're yeah. experiencing someone else has felt that sensation or had that thought and you know it's gone a multitude of ways but for, for us i think it's really important that you know you, you speak about it too that we need to just feel comfortable enough to talk about these things because you would be amazed at the amount of lives that can be saved just by sending a message or listening to someone letting someone open up for a couple of minutes you have no idea the difference that makes on people's lives and saves their lives and I think that's yeah. really, really, yeah. really important and really beautiful, man. Thank you so much, dude. That was absolutely of awesome. Course. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, man. I cannot wait you for me. to see what's coming up in the next few years, man. Hopefully you'll come back on the show yeah. soon and uh, you, you will have smashed even more records by then. Hey, before we leave, I got to ask you a question. Go for it. Who's going to win the fight next year, Thor or Eddie Hall? Ah! Uh... <laughs> so... So I personally, I think that I think Eddie has a chance. And the reason I say that Eddie has a chance 
one like my coach is super awesome friends with him and i i i've heard many many stories about how eddie has the capabilities to switch things on mentally and i think he just has that that kind of that dog mentality where like he will 100 percent die on his sword regardless like he is gonna go for everything and i just think that he has maybe that one or two percent more fight in him than thor will have but that's my personal opinion (laughs) <laughs> i think you're right i'm not gonna lie man i might i might take a couple bets on that one too because i've heard people say that they think thor's gonna win yeah and i'm just gonna be i'm, I'm gonna be happy to take their money when he, when he gets beat. <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong I, I, I like the both of them man I, I do like the both of them but when it comes to boxing because i've i mean i've been in fights and I, I got i still got teeth marks on my knuckles from years ago and you know i i think eddie has dog in him to really do that. But I will say this, if World's Ultimate Strongman would like to have somebody fight Eddie after he wins, <laughs> I would not be opposed to it. I would I, I do I do both of them. I would for sure take that fight. Hell I would yeah. train for it. Baby, Sorry, I would go first. For, look, I would I would go straight to Mike Rashid. You know Mike Rashid. Yeah. I, I'm cool with him. I'd have him train me and we would we would get down. I would not play with him. Dude, I I, I... I just kind of I want to see this regardless anyway now, man. Like, oh my god, that Any would day. be incredible. Any day I would do it. All right, people, we need to, we need to hit World Ultimate Strongman up on social media. Start sending messages. Like, we've got to get the TV <laughs> fight in there. This is it. This is Let's the next it. thing. We've got it. Sign him up. Get that six figure. Let's go. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Let's do it. TD man, thank you so much for coming on board, brother. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, dude. Man, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.